Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to In Your Power podcast with Kat. Thank you for joining me today. We have some exciting news. We have a guest on the show. Um, He's a self-published author, Jacob Gordon. Um, We have a chat about being self-published and what led to him writing this amazing children's book called Beyond the Storm. Um, Yeah, some amazing conversation had and yeah, so I'm just gonna put it on through and hope you guys enjoy the convo that we had and yeah, got some really deep, meaningful inspiration in there for you guys as well. So um, yeah, have a listen and we'll see you on the flip side. Yay, we're on. Awesome. Pardon my dog. You might hear some barks in the background. It's just my dog, Winnie. She's very loud. That's all right. I have the same. <laughs> I've got two big puppy dogs. So German Shepherd and a Great Dane St. Bernard Bull Mastiff. So <laughs> they both have very big barks. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, uh, she's a Labrador cross between what's called a Catahoula, but I'm not sure if, yeah, people don't really know what a Catahoula is. It's a regular conversation we have with people. Yeah, I was like, what is like that? A li- it's like a, it's a dog from St. Louisiana, apparently. Um, it's kind of, it's just a hunting dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like a four-coloured dog, except Winnie is just all black. Oh, and nice. Just looks like a fit Labrador. <laughs> um, Not something the Labradors aren't yeah, good, of <laughs> Muscular Labrador. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. So, um, We'll start with how about you introduce yourself and um, a little bit about how you came to write um, Beyond the Storm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Jacob Gordon and I am uh, currently a, a primary school teacher. Um, teaching taught me, uh, took me to many places around the, around the world. So it's been such a rewarding profession. It is a rewarding profession anyway, in terms of working with students. Um, and getting the opportunity to kind of meet different kinds of people, whether that be the students or the parents or the teachers and whoever else that you kind of run into across the gig. Um, But in that, you know, I tend to outreach to other people. You know, teachers always tend to hang out with other teachers and I'm a son of a teacher. So that was kind of like the experience of growing up as hanging out with lots of different educators. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so it's been kind of crazy to experience growing up in that and then becoming part of that world and then you go well it's time to kind of branch out and and meet other people so it's t- taken me to a lot of that kind of outlook has taken me to a lot of dip, meeting a lot of different people yeah um in saying that i'll just move to a different spot in the house bear with me that's all right um in saying that you know the book started writing um beyond the storm when uh, we were in the first lockdown and when I was teaching, it took me over to the England. And when I was over there, I met my friend Jay. Um, just, we were out one night um, talking about, and I talked to them about the story of Harry McClary. Oh, yeah. I love that story. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't everyone, classic Lindley Dodds. Yeah. Um, and we were, we were, her and her husband, then it was just partner, 
we just started talking and I said, oh, you know, it's like, have you ever read Harry McClary? And they go, uh, what? And so classic teacher of just making up the story and telling them all about Harry McClary. And then we became really good friends. And ever since then, yep. they were like my family being away from family. Awesome. Yeah. So, and Jade, of course, is the illustrator. And so the way that Beyond the Storm came about the book was that during COVID, Jade had a lot more time to spend on her art. And I really yeah. love to paint and draw and stuff as well. But every artist or most artists will say to you that their stuff isn't as good as what they yeah. think. And especially those ones that aren't considered professional, you know, they always look at their own work and go, there's always something more that you can do to your own stuff. And so when I saw Jade's artwork, I was like, man, this needs to be, this needs to be something. This needs to be a book. And my wife is in, my wife, Hayley, she's incredibly kind and will always do everything for everybody else, you know? And I watched her just reach out to everyone in our neighborhood. And I watched everyone else at that first lockdown. I don't know if you remember, but everyone was out reaching towards each other and it was beautiful. And, yeah. and the, the idea came from that it was the sense that everyone will band together and everyone ha did band together. Um, yeah, which I think is such a, a, such a huge message. So then that's where the story came along. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Hopefully I didn't remember too much, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's so awesome. Yeah. So, um, so tell me a bit more about your teaching. Like um, how many places have you traveled to with your teaching? Yeah. Um, so I started teaching, I, start, I did actually did, I grew up in Ballarat. Um, where the book's actually printed. So that was another really big thing was to get it printed from somewhere where I've called, where I've called home before. Yeah. So growing up in Ballarat was a really great opportunity to branch out. You know, we had this really beautiful home. Like I've been really lucky with my family. I've got a loving mother and three other siblings that I'm really, really close with. Um, and I'm the youngest of four. And watching them all move out to different places kind of wanted me to jet set as well. And being the youngest, I kind of got to go on holiday to go and see them. So I had my sister in Melbourne and my brother up in Queensland. And then my other brother was up in, um, uh, well, he's been in a lot of places. He was in Queensland as well, but just a little bit north, uh, working with the Australia Zoo. With, oh, with wow. yep. Zoo. Yeah. So going up there and watching him kind of work with his animals and stuff, just fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, um, so straight after I finished school in Ballarat, I moved up to Brisbane and lived there for a year because I had to earn enough money to go to uni. And then worked worked myself to the bone, moved back down to, moved down to Albury and started in Albury, Wodonga, yep. mm -hmm. um, where once again, met some really awesome people and hung out with a lot of cool people, um, did the university thing. And then finished up and got a job in Glen Rowan. So then, yep, we went. I moved to. I moved down from Aubrey to Benalla. Yep, um, and lived in Benalla for a little while, um, probably about three years, I think it was. Um, and that once again, you meet amazing people there, and and you branch out and spend some quality time with people, and you know you create friendships that last you. My mother always says, you know, you meet people that are either in your life for a season reason or lifetime. Yeah. And I try really hard to try and make that, make everyone a lifetime thing. Yeah. And that, 
that can be taxing. I've learned as I got older. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely can be. And then you meet people and they, you just click with them. And then I, um, so of course went to Benalla and then moved from Benalla and I thought I was on such a, I was with such a great team, had a fantastic mentor who, who taught me a lot and other teachers in, in, and my boss as well taught me a lot. Um, and I thought, well, you know, what else is there to learn? Let's go, let's go and find out if the rest of the world's like this. So then I moved over to England um, got a job in Slough, which I don't know, but if you've ever seen the British office, that's where it's based. And it's, 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 yeah, it's not viewed as like somewhere that's really a lovely place to visit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just outside of Windsor where the Queen lives. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So <gasps> when I was, so I went over there and I was like, oh, where am I going to live? And of course I lived in Benalla and worked in Glen Rowan. And I've always had this rule that you never, you never live where you work. Yep. You know? And so I thought, well, I'll live in Windsor. And I was like, oh, this is fine. Like it's, I looked at how much things were and I was doing conversions and stuff in my head. And I was like, ah, it's easy. Went over and it wasn't easy. <laughs> Definitely not. And Windsor is very like lush. Yep. <laughs> um, and as, as the British say, lush. lush. Very lush. And so I found this one bedroom apartment because after you finish uni, you don't want to live with anyone else. No. So I found myself a one-bedroom apartment, and um, which was right at the back of the Queen's Castle. Yeah, so I basically lived in... <laughs> what? Yeah, I lived in the backyard of the Queen's Castle. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it was really cool. It was really fascinating. Um, and I lived on this pebbled street uh, just above a patisserie. And down next door to the patisserie was a gin bar. And I, um, one night, you know, it, British people, they do gin so well, so <laughs> well, amazing stuff. It's got me, it turned me into a bit of a gin snob. They say it's going into coffee snobs, but send me into a gin snob. I'm still a coffee snob, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, while I was there, yeah, so I was teaching during the day, but I also, while living in Benalla, created a love of making cocktails. So I would run random cocktail nights that I just invite my friends over and yeah, and just enjoy it. And just for me to practice a new skill, very expensive yep. skill nonetheless. Oh, very. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, yeah. And so then I decided, well, I'll get a job honing that skill as well. So I worked from 7.30 until 5.30. And then on a Friday night, I would leave school and go and work at this nightclub. And so I started working Long as, long as shifts down from like you know seven until four a.m. on oh Friday, <laughs> and then Saturday I'd start you know seven again and work until five. Wow! And I just wouldn't get any time, so yeah, the time. So then this gin bar became really good friends with the owner, and she would just run lock-ins. So I would be walking back from the nightclub stuff, and she'd be like, "Come on in, let's let's just drink gin and, and have beers and stuff." So yeah, that's awesome. where I met one of my friends, Nick, and because he was South, he, he had a New Zealand accent. I was like, the ear just listens out for anyone South of the equator. Yeah. <laughs> and so we started talking and, you know, we're drinking beers. And I think it was my first Sunday night where I'd finished, yeah, I'd finished that morning, got up late, walked down and he was there and he said, oh, do you want to come and drink more beers? Because it was coming close to midnight, mate, all the pubs shut. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's go and have a beer. Um, you guys come back to mine. I was like, okay, yeah, no dramas. 
we're walking across the cobbled streets. And if you turned left, there's like more residential places above stores and stuff. And I thought, oh, that's where he lives. But he kept, he kept walking straight towards the castle. And I've gone, hang on, man. I'm telling this guy where he lives. Oh, hang on, man. Where, where are you going? He goes, no, no, I live here. And I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> you don't live in the castle. He's like, yeah. We walk up to the security guards. There's two police officers there with AKs and bullet vests and stuff. Oh, my God. And uh, hi, Nick, they say. And I was like, holy moly. All right. So we're going in this, <laughs> walking in. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm sitting in this guy's room who lives just outside of St. George's Chapel in the Horseshoe. And poor Horseshoe. It's like a um, horseshoe-shaped row of houses yep. um, within the castle, just across from St. George's Chapel. He's a singer. Turns out he's a singer for the Queen. What? Yeah, he's one of the top six singers for the Queen. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so... Did have to work the next day however but he took me all around the castle and i became really good friends with him and a few other singers there mm -hmm. um, and we just go and yeah and just in, enjoy their company we'd go and watch them sing and stuff and just beautiful just absolutely stunning they sang Haley and i a song for our wedding as well which was just stunning oh beautiful yeah and then so i taught in slough um finished up there um, and then was in between a job for a little while because the, the, way, the way that teaching for Australians works over there is that you get contracted by an agency to do um, kind of what they call um, CRT, which is like emergency teacher work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I worked in a place called Langley Academy um, for like two three weeks, like nothing. And then I got this job out at a place called Maltman's um, Green School, which was an all girls private school, um, working as the teaching and learning coordinator for early years. So they had ages from two right through to age 12. Wow. And I worked there um, for probably about 18 months, just working with them. But just once again, like the work over, it's, it's completely different because they don't really take mental health as something that's incredibly important. And it's more about how much you can get done. They don't look after each other as well. It's really doggy dog kind of atmosphere, which isn't great. Yeah. So I come in and I'm like, how's everyone going? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you? I come in, I'm smiling when it's raining. What's wrong with you? British, British people tend to like get really affected by weather. So it's like, yeah, yeah. They just didn't really understand why I was smiling all the time and, <laughs> looking after each other you know like they don't get that yep that mateship yeah. yeah absolutely and then of course met my wife over there um who we were together for six months and then she proposed to me which was lovely oh my god really that's awesome yeah <laughs> girl power absolutely hey I'm all about that um but also I'm a huge romantic person yeah that kind of side of life it's like oh I was like well I still want to get her an engagement ring and I still want to ask her parents for permission and stuff which was really yep. funny because I I was really nervous about asking them even though she had already asked me <laughs> um that's cute <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah so then um did all that thing and then we ended up getting married over there and yeah and we moved back and we lived in Point Lonsdale for a little while and that's when COVID happened and that's where this story this story kind of kind of evolved um which was really it's really supports my, my understanding of the good in people mm. you know and the trust that we should have for each other and that yeah so hugely supported by that kind of experience that I've had of yeah mine so far albeit little <laughs> no it sounds like you're very versed in experience um yeah so the book ha- like where did the actual so the idea came from COVID or was it just something that was in your heart for a long time or yeah, what? I think yeah, I think it's always been in my heart for a really long time. Is that you know it's something that I've always really believed in, in that sense of of that we are all in this together. You know, we are we're all experiencing this huge storm at the moment, and you can relate a storm to any negative situation. It doesn't necessarily need to be about COVID. Oh yeah, it's about anything that we experience. You know, and even talking with friends who have experienced. Uh, have experienced their own sense of depression or their own sense of struggle. Um, it's something that when you talk about it, it becomes so much more free for your own heart and the own weight that you're carrying. And I can only speak on my behalf. You know, that's it's what I've experienced and everyone has different lives and and different understanding of life but I find that when we talk and we share and we start to realize that some of us are experiencing the exact same thing and when that happens to be able to share it, it as I said it lightens the load a lot definitely um, and so I guess that the the actual story and the message that I guess I intended for the story, um, which I don't want to take away from anyone else who, who reads the book and gets something different. But the message that I kind of get from it is the sense that we've got to see things set through. We've got to see things out and that everything that happens, you know, I think it's a, a I don't know if you know about Taoism, but the sense of just trusting in the sense that you don't have to do anything. You just have to, you just have to live it yeah and experience it and eventually it will it will become okay and that sense of that whale call that calm to all is that sense of well you know everything's going to be okay and just ride that wave and see through the storm yeah um but then i mean and then when Jade did the illustrations, I sat there and she, she hadn't done those specific illustrations, but she'd done some pictures. And it's not very conventional for an author to write after the illustrations are done. It's not a, and this is something that's, I think, quite special and quite unique in our story and how the story came to be, which I haven't, I haven't written anything about that process and that writing process that we went through. So we get to share it now, which is really nice. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, but 
just so Jay did all the illustrations first, and then I was like, well, let's build something from this, and and seeing everything that's happening around us, and and noticing everything, and and feeling everything that I'd seen before in people and observing people, then that's where the story came. Awesome. It's such a great story too. I love it. I'm really glad that you enjoy it. I, um, <laughs> it's, a, that's, a, that's such a, such an uplifting feeling to feel that our message is received well. That's the most important thing. You know, my mum's very money orientated in the sense that, oh, you know, you've got to get out, you've got to get that general income. And if you don't, you're in trouble, you know, and that's the classic, classic line. Parrot thing, um, yeah. Yeah, right. It's a, Maybe it's a generational thing. I think so, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, I, and I can understand that. And I can understand this, the need for security and financial security is really yeah. important. I'm like, I'm spending probably more money on the book than what I'm getting from it. And it's never the important thing. She goes, you never earn anything as an author unless you're a Julia Donaldson. You never, never earn anything as an author if you, unless you're a, you know, um, Roald Dahl, you know, yeah. like that's, and that's the thing. Like, if you're not a name, then you're not going to earn anything from it. But that becomes not, that's not the point. It's not the point. No, you, I can't. I can't say that to her because she's my mum. <laughs> Bless them. Yeah, they're definitely. Um, yeah, they obviously have our best interests at heart. But um, you know, when it's a passion and it's a thing, like, yeah. I think deep down she gets it. Like she knows. Yeah. Uh, like she's a writer herself, and so I know. I know that she knows. That's where it's down. coming from. Yeah. 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 So I think she knows in herself, but she's, you know, she, well, as I said before, also an educator. And so, but she just has a uh, love of literacy. Where I think the goal for Beyond the Storm was, was the message, you know, and the goal for Beyond the Storm was to share that with people. Yeah. Um, so to have, that, to have that feedback there is the, <laughs> is the best kind of currency you can ever get. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, when I saw that you were doing the book, like when I saw that Facebook post, I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Like <laughs> even just just the cover, like just, yeah, I'm a huge, like I love the sea and all that sort of thing. So the whale really called to me. <laughs> um, awesome. But, yeah, so it's just, yeah, and when I got it, I was like, I couldn't wait to open it up and read it. And yeah, it was so yeah, very relevant. And it, yeah, like you said, it can be related to all things, not just what's going on at the moment in the world. So and I think that's a, that's a huge attribute to Jade. Like, so Jade also works in, um, her and her husband do uh, run a printing business and a publishing business. Yep, um, awesome. So they, they publish a lot of uh, business orientated stuff. And so she's got an eye for um, the organization of the page she's got an eye for detail and you can see it in her art she's so talented just ridiculous yep it's amazing you know? yeah and she just has this just has this light sincerity to what she does that she as a person that like she's so powerful like just one of those people that 
you look at and you go, wow, like <laughs> never going to stuff around here. Like <laughs> she's, she's, a, she's an amazing human and I just take my hat off to her all the time. And, and when you, when you see the book, you can see it, can't you? You can just see that eye to detail, that yep. passion and that beauty that she just encaptures. Yeah. And it was something that her and I, we, the writing process went that I wrote the first one and then I sent it to some editors, some friends and family. So I sent it to mum and she was like, oh, yeah, pull this here, pull this here. But this is one of the things as well about authors that they get really um, connected to their projects and they don't like it when someone doesn't like their stuff or yeah. they get just so attached that they can't change stuff. And I didn't want to be like that. I was like, come on, like, yeah, give me the stuff. Give me the feedback and let's let's talk about that. And mum came back and she was like, oh, it's not doing this, it's not doing this. And I had to do a lot of more, a lot more research into how I'm gonna write it and how it's gonna sound. And would be days that I would just be writing and rewriting and writing and rewriting. And I'd send it. So one of my old lecturers um, at uni, I was, her name's Noella McKenzie, and she is one of the top um, literacy professors in New South Wales. Yep. Awesome. So once again, very, very blessed to have these connections that I do. And, and oh, just, amazing. Yeah, it's really great. Um, and then, yeah, so I sent it to her and she said, get in contact with this one of my other old students um, and see about the process. And she messaged back and she goes, and I think you should write it as a story and not a rhyme. And she goes, rhyme is one of the most difficult things you could possibly ever do as a children's author. And I was like, okay. And I went back to, um, so of course I, I, I took that on board, but then I was like, yeah, but it loses its voice. It's lo it loses rhythm and it loses the connection to the illustration. And that's something that Jade and I spoke about, about the book was that we wanted it to be, we wanted it to intertwine. We wanted the, the um, pictures to support the writing and we wanted the writing to support the pictures and for them to be a, a piece of art together. Yeah. And I think I've, I've, I personally, I mean, once again, I personally really love the last few pages where I find that that really happens. And even I think there's a page in there about the sound of the rain and it's like pit, pat, pit, pat, the sound of the rain. Um, and you can see the droplets coming down and it's almost like it's happening in your eyes and, and, once again, a, a huge thing, um, a huge commemoration to Jade who, who put that put that organisation in there, and that's actually Jade's yep. handwriting as oh, well. Wow. Yeah, she's once again. Really oh, she's an artist, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful handwriting, though. Beautiful handwriting. Yeah. Yeah, you don't trust a primary school teacher. Do <laughs> they always go, "Oh, you've got really good handwriting." I look at it, I'm like, "No way." <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so it, it was that connection that we really wanted. And so when I got that feedback and I was like, okay, well, I could do it as a story and I wrote it down and I like to handwrite stuff. I hand wrote it down and I looked at her illustrations that she'd done previously before um, we did illustrations for the book and it just didn't fit, you know? And then I heard a song one day I was coming home and just you play some songs on Spotify and they find you other ones. And I heard this song and I was like, that's the book. And I heard it and I was like, that's, 
that's the that's the book there and so then I put that song on and I rewrote the book again and then I got and then that's the end product in product you know I rewrote the book again and then I talked to Jade and then she would fire back and go let's try this and then I sent this and she goes yep let's do that I sent something else she goes yep perfect and so we've got copious amounts of um of our Dropbox, just like <laughs> full of edit editing notes and changing notes. And we've got the copy that I did for um, my mum just to make her happy. And then we've got the certain things that we took from that. And then um, there's a rhyme meter as well when you're writing. So it's about stressed and unstressed syllables. So I rewrote again, but then it lost all of its voice, you know. So, and then I redid it again, keeping stressed and unstressed syllables and trying to work it so then it just really came together really nicely and we found it and we're really happy with it and you know talk to jade and she goes oh, i don't like that picture you know classic artist conversation either there's stuff that i would be, do better next time or there's stuff here that i would change and but then when you when you hold it in your hands that first moment as an author to hold your first book is just out of this world it's, it's such a rewarding feeling and it's like oh wow like this is this is what we've done and this is what we've created. And I think that's a beautiful, a really beautiful kind of moment. Yeah. So when did that happen? Tell me, when did you first get your hands on your finished product? It was a, it was a huge build up. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll go, I'll go deeply into it. I'll put myself out there and say I was hugely hungover. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, make yourself vulnerable on Do it. an online platform be 100% vulnerable that's yeah that's, that's fine that's my motto vulnerable <laughs> be vulnerable and, and that's what makes us human at the end of the day isn't it exactly Brene Brown so, 100% vulnerability and, yeah um and honest so honest uh <laughs> so <really>. I <laughs> I was um yeah, it was a huge build-up in the process of getting the book. First of all, like finding a printer is just, we self-published. And so once again, you, you might get all the benefits from it, but then how many books would you actually sell without the appropriate um, publicity? And so it's just, it's, it was just like, all right, we'll find the printer. All right, we found, I found the printer that was going to do the job. But then we had really different specs. So when you talk to a printer, you have to have all this kind of new printer lingo that I never knew about. It comes the word specs. It sounds a bit, a bit next level, doesn't it? it does, um, definitely. <laughs> oh, come and get the specs right. right? Very proper. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I went, I went like, I went like forties Maxwell smart. Then, so I don't know what happened there. But yeah. Let's keep moving forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah so we. Yeah, I found a printer in Ballarat. I was looking for one in Warrnambool. Mm -hmm. And that was that would have been a really nice link. So I'm living in Warrnambool right now. Yeah. Uh, that would have been a really nice link because we've got the Warrnambool whales. You know, it's yeah, I was going to say because of the whales, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then it's just, it's too much money. And to print in Australia is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Jade got her books first. And... So the way that we're running it is that Jade is in charge of the books over her side and I'm in charge of the books over our side. And mm -hmm. we always spoke about the most important thing is quality and the, most, and the next important 
like that the product is is quality and it feels good in the hands yeah and because we want people to read and we want people to get the message and the message is by far the thing that we want in households um but going down the self-publishing route we that was even a really big conversation for jade and i to think about i even drafted so many publishing publishing application letters which in itself is a huge process oh, i can imagine um she had some of course working in the publishing industry she had some connections at penguin and she's brought it to some people now like no we're not taking it because during covid everyone took up the pen yeah i um i'm just gonna sidetrack here i originally like three or four years ago i put in an like an like just an online request of like how what would the process be if i was going to write a book and i've had a million phone calls over the last 18 months of like do you want to write your book now do you want to write your book now and i'm just like no (laughs) but yeah so like you said everyone's picked up the pen yeah and and it was yeah and so everyone yeah picked up the pen and and the pencil and everyone was doing art and everyone which is awesome i love creativity and i'm yeah definitely um but then they've got so much product now that yeah there's yeah but i think as well just sorry we aren't really sidetracking here but (laughs) well come back around (laughs) i think i think as well being a creative person and knowing creative people that it's so special to get you stuff out there and that's a huge thing to take on and that's daunting (laughs) for creative people i find that and I'm, and I'm really stereotyping here, hugely. Please forgive me for it. But I'm, I find most creative people are introverted when it comes to their art. You know, like, no, you can meet an extroverted person and you go, they can go, yeah, here's, a piece, here's this art that I've done. And they might be, like, looking confident on the outside. And I'm saying this as an extrovert, you know, <laughs> that I might look comf- confident and comfortable on the outside, but deep down I'm like, oh, do they like it? Don't they like it? What's yep. happening? You know, and they tell me that they like it, but do they like it? You know, you, you just go through all this process and you've just got to be able to go, it doesn't matter. And that's such a hard thing to do with something so personal that to you. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So anyway, huge sidetrack. So then, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the whole publishing process, was like, all right, well, we're going to self-publish. And Jade was really supportive of that project. She wanted to do the self-publishing route. And as I said, I took a really a huge kind of backpedal on everything because I was like, well, Jade's illustrations are superb. And she's working, she knows what she's talking about. And let's just go with that. Um, and she's she's so knowledgeable about a lot of things in life that I still value her opinion on everything that I do. Yeah, She was her and Tom, her, her husband, were the ones that I introduced Haley to and was like, what do you think? They were, they were like my siblings, you know, over in the UK. Yep. They were brothers, my brother and sister. Yeah. And so during doing this thing with her has been one of the best things I've ever I've ever done with a friend. Um, and so we went through this process and we got to this printing thing and she's like, yeah, I printed 100 copies for about 200 quid. And if you're not familiar with that conversion, that's probably like $400. Yep. Right. Wow. I was, yep. like, I was like, cool. That sounds great. Let's see what Australian printing is like. 
No. The answer there is don't. Don't find out how much Australian printing is, to put it lightly towards you. Uh, it's like, I'm sure we can talk funds here. That's fine. It's it, for a hundred for a hundred copies. It probably it's costing it costs about two thousand eight hundred dollars. Yeah. So we spoke about oh, all right. Let's go column B and go. Well, let's get them sent over from England, right? And then it ended up costing six hundred quid to send them over. Six hundred and something quid. So I was gonna end up costing probably a, a roughly around the same amount depending on the conversion rate at the time mm-hmm. to do to do that and this is where the thing about making it a personal message and making it personal for ourselves came into play because I was like well I want it to be somewhere that's home that's somewhere where I've called home so I got in contact with um, a printing press and said in Ballarat and they gave me a really good price and I was like cool let's do it um went through them and then in the meantime I'm trying to look at other copies and stuff and then we went into lockdown five you know lockdown 623 one of them and and they had done some mock-ups for it so that's what printing press is going to do their mock-ups and they met our specs and because we had um, specific things that we wanted like we wanted matte rather than gloss yeah, matte print. We wanted matte on the on the cover, and we wanted matte on the pages. And mm-hmm. they reply, and they go, "Oh, but you know, this is what no printers do this." And we had, like all printers were saying this to us, and I was like, "No, no, no, they do. We're fine. We've got this. You, you can you do that? All right, boost up the price a bit. Okay, cool. Let's just do the thing." So then we go down the path, and we and then um, all before you know it, right, Jade's gone to me i accidentally started selling it on facebook by accident i just i put it i put an ad up on my uh, website and then it happened and this is report writing time and i don't know if you're friends with many teachers but that's hectic so i was mid report writing and then i had to create my own website and then i had to create an ad and then i had to create all this stuff while report writing so i would do late night just smashing out this website um and then, and that's where like the pre-order stuff came in, um, because once again, going down that route, we had to, going down the self-publisher route, we had to make sure we had enough for printing. Yeah. And then um, got all the pre-orders in, and smashed that out, and got the website up. Got some advice from Jade as well around the website. Went back, did some more stuff on that, um, and by after a week, we were ready to go. Buying, getting an ABN was incredible, incredibly like next level for me as well. Like that's becoming a business is you would like I you you've got a, a fantastic business brain. You know you've been through these things before. Yeah, and I I don't know if you remember first getting your first ABN and you go, all right, we're doing the thing. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. We're gonna go do the thing. Um, yeah. And so then it goes all right. Cool, and then you have to start spruiking. And once again, I, I love a chat, clearly. Definitely, you're a chatter. <laughs> I've got a chat. Um, but then selling myself, I've never been great. Who is? Human. <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. And um, yeah, and so then I was like, well, all right, now I have to do this thing. Find my door. And I don't work. 
you know, that just sounds, it sounds like it's pressuring and it's not the message. It's not the message of our story. It, I, no. I don't want it to be a pressured thing. I want it to be a natural thing and I want people to see it and, and love it. And I want people to connect. That's my, that's, that's what I really want is who I am. And that's who, how Jade and I are as people, we, we connect, you know, yeah. and we're vulnerable people. We, we talk, we, we, this is what our relationship, my Tom and Jade's relationship and friendship was all about was that vulnerability within each other and telling each other when stuff's hard. Yeah. You know, and so that's what I want people to realize. And that's how I want people to connect with the book is see it and go, yeah, okay, this can be something that I can connect with. So then we went um, from that from that huge moment of getting the ABN and you know delving into the savings and paying for all this stuff. And then you go, all right, we're ready now. Yep. Let's get the thing. Um, and finally, being in a new town, you want to make friendships. So then I started making friendships. And then one night, the night before we left, Fellas goes, oh, "Do you want to come out and have a beer? Of course, of course I do. I love having a, a drink with friends." went out we had a nice time and then met some people and once again I'm all about connection so I met some people at the bar and I decided to ask the bar if they had any cards um something fantastic that Tom Jade and I and our friends over in Eton or Windsor I shouldn't say that Eton Windsor so, you know like Aubrey Wodonga if you're in Aubrey and you call someone from Wodonga and they're from Aubrey they'll hate you it's like it's like that in Windsor and Eton Eton is like there's the, the Thames that separates them. It's kind of like the Murray. Yeah. In Windsor and Eden. And then, yeah, Thames, darling. And then, hey, darling, more of a The Thames. So the Thames is what uh, I call it. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, if you call someone in Eton that say they're from Windsor, they'll, they'll eat you alive. If you call someone from Wodonga, someone from Aubrey, they don't care. Oh, up yeah. here. <laughs> oh, don't say we Wodonga, we love Wodonga. We um, love Wodonga. Wodonga's beautiful. And especially now it's it's oh, changed so much yeah. since I was last there. Oh definitely. Wodonga is amazing at yeah. the moment. Just they're up and coming so much. But yeah, anyway. Anyway, we'll we'll move forward. So yeah, so you don't call anyone from Eton from Windsor. Windsor, yep. Yeah, but you can call someone from Windsor from Eton. Oh, Eden. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> So anyway, we digress. Um, so we used to, whenever we were in Eton, we used to play cards out at bars. So I was out at this bar and I was like, all right, let's play some cards. And then because we're playing, you know, you know, Uno. Okay. Uno. Contentious. Uno. Uh, Uno. I'll go with Uno. I think that's the thing that everyone tells me. I think it's Uno. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. Because otherwise I'll get told off again. Um, <laughs> Uno. And then sinking beers and it just really smoothly met a guy who's a sounds like he's a lot of fun and really cool and so I was like hey you and I could write one time and just throw ideas about and that could be fun um and because he was hilarious and I love funny people I love people just in general yeah and then um yes yeah, so we're chatting about that and just he comes back with fireball shots all right this new fella and his cousin they come back and they're doing fireball shots and I, I remember being 24 thinking I was older than what I was and now that I'm like 30, I'm turning 31 on Friday next week, one week. Wow, 31. Right oh, my God. Says <laughs> the 39-year-old. <laughs> yeah, well, once again, you know, you, you become an age where you think, yeah, you know stuff. 
and not at all. I don't I'm, know anything. I'm probably more clueless I am now than I was 20 years ago. But yeah. <laughs> Life begins at 40 anyway. You're negative one, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so then, you know, he's 24 and he comes back and he gives me a fireball whiskey shot. And I was like, all right, let's just do the thing. And then it did not go well from that time. I can I think imagine. I I think I was walking home and, and uh, Haley called me going, where are you? Not to mention, I've got a baby daughter. I should not be out. I should be at home being a respectful father rather than going out with a friend I just met drinking beers and my wife's like, yeah, let him go. Here's a clue. You know, here's a tip. Never let your husband go out on his own or with a friend. Lock that man down. Tell him he needs to be home because God, I felt bad the next day. Oh. And Haley had to drive all the way to Ballarat from Warrnambool, which is like two hours. Wow. And then with Sylvia in the back, our daughter, who is like at the time, she's like six months old. Oh, wow. I know. So we, our daughter is also beautiful. Like we're really, every, every parent says that. But we're really, She's really beautiful. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah, we're really lucky. She doesn't, she be, She rarely cries. She's always happy. Every morning she wakes up with a big old smile on her face. And I go, this oh, she's definitely yeah. your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. We're really lucky. Um, and so we're really grateful to have her in our lives. And so then Haley drove all the way down to Ballarat and I was just not in a state. And I went, we picked up books because my mum had gone down and picked them up. So my mum's still in Ballarat. Went down and picked them up. And she goes, they're just beautiful. And when I I got the first book and I'd been in contact with the indie bookstore in Ballarat already. And they were like, Yeah, we, we want we want to get this book. We want to we want to sell it. Which is an awesome feeling. Amazing. Awesome. Um, and I opened the book and I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is an amazing moment. And albeit that I couldn't have experienced it in a better way. Of course, things mildly hungover. <laughs> and then I, um, we, we took five books down um, to the indie bookstore straight away, literally picked them up and, and took them down. Um, and then they took photos and everything at the indie bookstore of me and I was just smiling away. And <laughs> in, like on the outside, they, they said to me that I was a very enthusiastic person um, and a very enthusiastic author and that they were really excited to have me on board and they're really excited to sell my book. And I turned to Haley after they wrote that and I was like, I was not in a good way. Uh, but it, in the photos, it looks like I was. So I really, I really faked Lucky. it. Until I liked it. Lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe that's too honest, <laughs> too vulnerable. But I, um, but, you know, like I think being, having those experiences is the best because you get to experience more people and you get to meet more people and do the things that you love and be a part of things, new things to come. Yeah. Um, so that moment that I opened that book kind of didn't hit home as much until now where, so I took five books in and they wanted 15 and I was like, that's, but that, that's a, that was a rewarding feeling. And then mm. I get home and then of course you get you I see your message come through and I and when I made my website I wanted it about connection and I wanted it I wanted to know why people were buying the book and that's been the 
biggest thing for, for me because I've had some beautiful messages and I've had some heart-wrenching messages. Yeah. And just what – it just puts things into huge perspective when people buy your book or are experiencing or have experiencing have experienced so much trauma and so much pain and they say to you that yeah this is I hope this brings a little bit of joy or a little bit of light and you just take your hat off to people and you cannot be you cannot be or feel more connected to someone when they put their heart in your hand and go thanks. And so I think that I think holding the book was tremendous, but nothing like what what I'm doing now of sending these books out to these people. Um, yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> I'm just holding space right now. That's yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and I I know like so I wrote a note to you as well. Yeah, I saw. And that's the thing. Like, so I wanted to write inside the book for whoever you share the book with, for you, for your own personal self. Yeah. Um, and then I sign do the sign thing. That's what I said on the website. Yeah. Sometimes I worry that like <laughs> when I write when I write stuff down, right? I go, I start to freak out a little bit. I go, oh man, did I ruin the book? <laughs> did I did my writing just like ruin the? <laughs> Dates illustrations and the way that our words have come out but I think I hope that it, it kind of accompanies it I think it definitely does especially if you write it from the heart there's no way it could split yeah but then um and then you know that and then that note that card is the is the time that I get to really delve into what it means to me to send that to you and to share that with you and I hope I hope when you got yours, so you're like, oh, that's really nice. I mean, that's, that's definitely. Cool. I was, yeah. I was very, very touched. I was like, oh, like, yeah. I mean, we don't know each other that well, but no. like in our times that we've had of like those five minute chats and stuff, I'm just, yeah. You've you've always had that, like you said about me, that energy. You've always had that friendly, charismatic, beautiful energy, and yeah, I've always felt drawn to that yeah and and thank you so much for sharing that because that's that's huge you know that and that's and and that's the point you know that we are really in this together and that we that you've got to see that I think that's a really really great quality to see that in somebody and to share that with somebody you know people just use it it's like you don't things go so so many times unsaid definitely yeah we don't say nice things to each other as much as what we probably should yeah definitely um yeah and so I think I make that a really big thing to say those and that's why I said thank you to you because I I think it's a really important thing to share as many good things as you possibly can like telling Hayley that I love her is one of the most important things telling people that work that I really love the way that they what they bring in terms of their energy and stuff. I think that's awesome. And, and to feel optimistic around people and feel engaged around people and feel ready to join them on 
whatever thing that you're ready to get on do is just awesome. The, um, you know, and that's, and that's, so those little cards, I send out the little card with the book. Those little cards are my moments to try and connect with people. And it's even harder when you don't know somebody and they buy the book. And then even when they don't leave a message and you go, okay, well then now I've, I've got to come up, I've got to not come up, but I've got to really try and connect with someone who I think will enjoy it. So I have to say, I guess I try and say something that connects them to the story and just what I wish for them to do. Yeah. Um, and then I get messages, as I said before, that are super, super put them in such a vulnerable place that I can't not want to connect with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd love to talk to you more about that, but I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to bring other people's stuff down in, into something that I can't share or. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, like I'd love to, I'd love to, just people who have experienced really deep, such as like can cancer and such as things as, as I said before, as of loss and, and heartache and, and pain and trauma. It's just, it's undeniably touching. Yeah. Yeah, very lucky, very lucky to be surrounded by people and, and continue to be surrounded by people that have that. ability to kind of get change yeah that's and that book your book is I feel is already starting to do that like from what you've said and from what I've seen so I mean that Facebook post got how many like a gazillion shares it just sort of shows you as a person as well how many people want to support you and your beautiful message and yeah it's a big thing huge it's amazing it's awesome <laughs> yeah it's, and and that's confronting i find that really con like i i think that's um amazing uh, and i love that but it's so it's so when someone believes in you you know and you get that pressure and you go well i don't want to let anyone down and that's why I like to have someone like yourself as you know like we've chatted to each other a handful of times and we spent a certain amount of minutes all yep. in all across our lives together and to have that that necessary feedback to, for you to come back and say these things is such a such a rewarding time but also super confronting in terms of like you don't do things based on the fact that people people are going to support you or people are going to buy yep. in to you because then you yep. it becomes a it becomes a I don't want things to become a disingenuine process yeah i just want to keep that genuinity and that connection that i have with people is such a special thing yeah so yeah and i think that having that having that come and kind of be right there in your face <laughs> that's awesome yeah um definitely a thing to work on yeah absolutely absolutely but for you for you as i guess i know well, I don't know much about who you are as a person, but over your experiences in life and, and your interactions with people, how do you kind of um, reach out to people to support you and, and what do you do to, to connect with others? What's something that you think is really important? Um, this podcast has been a huge thing for me for connection. Massively. Um, 
and like my socials and stuff like that but yeah the podcast I think I've gotten a lot more um, interaction than I anticipated a lot more interaction than I anticipated I just thought you know I'm just a girl with a voice um, just wanted to share my story and yeah the like the response I've gotten has sort of blown me away (laughs) um yeah and the continued like response that I've gotten with followers and stuff I mean I'm not I don't have a huge audience by any means but um the regular listeners is what I, I mean I can't see who's listening but I can see the numbers and it's just it's kind of like wow that many people listen to me on a weekly basis like just of what I've got to say or you know it's uh yeah it's pretty cool yeah that That's is, it. It is. yeah so and yeah I just I wanted to bring you to them because I could sense the you know that genuine genuine but you know I've the genuine <laughs> um <laughs> you know I'm not the greatest with my words but I'm talking like this um but yeah just the the kindness and you know that whole human connection which I feel we really need now more than ever um and you know your book is um, like a perfect example of that so and I honestly think it affect like everyone on every age like whether you're a little kid or a you know 50 year old it's definitely that story is definitely huge for every age dynamic like yeah it's beautiful what, what do you think do you think it's do you think as people do you think that we've gotten less connected now as compared to the first lockdown that we had or do you feel that we are still bearing the grunt of things and just kind of trying to see it through what's your opinion or you're at the at the moment, I'm feeling we're a bit more disconnected than we were when we first started. I feel I'm feeling a bit of a divide, especially with all this <laughs> vaccination stuff. And um, but other than that, like, yeah, at the start was connection was a big thing. Yeah, it's funny how I see people post things about this a lot like the the divide that's come with the vaccination and the political kind of stuff that's happened. I hate it. I'm not, one, I'm not really big on politics. I'm not very good at it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> like, it's it's such like a, a thing that I just can't get my head around. And now I'm talking like any kind of politics, any, mm. even school politics. I don't <laughs> work politics. I don't, I'm not good at it. And even like I'll say something silly. <laughs> all the time really put my foot in it and then and then like it just uh, it just doesn't go well for me so I've just steered clear of anything like I still have I guess um an educated response to things and I want to make sure that like what I say is still kind of relevant to the mm. but I when it comes to this thing I've never seen such a divide within people about getting vaccinated Mm. Even in my own household, like uh, I'm sure Haley won't mind, we, we, we were talking about it the other day, and I, I just go, well, you know, you've got to do the thing that you want to do. It doesn't matter. You just do the thing that you want to do. And 
a lot of people really jump on the thing about, oh, okay, well, you know, that's really, that's, that's a risk and it's dangerous and this and that, and it's okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'll do, I don't, so I, I'm, I'll be out there and honest, I'll go, I'm going to go try and get the jab tomorrow. Yeah. People are like, they, I got this email the other day or a message saying, all right, you've got, we've got Pfizer things now coming in, have your Pfizer. And I was like, I'll just go in to do a walk-in and have an AstraZeneca. I don't mind. Like, it's just the thing. And it's like having a flu shot. I'd never have a flu shot. Me neither. But yeah. And I'd, I'd rarely get sick. And so I was like, when this came out, I was like, no, nah, it's fine. But now everyone's getting really antsy about it and it's becoming a social thing. And from the, from the story about going out and having beers, I'm really easily <laughs> convinced to do something. I'll just, just go and do the thing. Like, I don't mind. I just, yeah, I'll get, don't, don't, don't get the knickers in the knot. I'm going to go have it. It's yeah, fine. Just chill. <laughs> yeah, everyone's cool. Um, I'm going to go get the shot. I'll get the shot. All right. Um, you as yeah. a teacher, has that been a thing? Have you had any? Yeah, hugely like... pushed hugely push in education to have it. Mm. Um, yeah, huge, kind of like, well, not hugely. It's like, have you got it? And it's mm. a really, it's a staff room conversation. Mm. Have you have got you? the job? Oh, who's got the job? Oh, you know, this is out. And even in our, we've got a um, messenger chat. Even in the messenger chat, people like putting it up. Oh, you should go for it. Let's go. Come on, everyone, get into it. And it's yeah. really encouraged. Um, when I was <laughs> back in my day, when I was younger, <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to, I got like hugely into conspiracies. I loved it. I love that stuff. And I started to write a comic because I'm a huge comic book nerd and I love Star Wars and I love Marvel and I just love comics and I love the, I love the storytelling medium and I was like, I'm going to write a comic book. So um, as a narcissistic teenager, I created myself as a, as a superhero and my family and my siblings are superheroes, right? And then I took these characters and they grew, right, as I got older and they developed and changed and they were no longer anything to do with me and then I was like okay well I'll make those characters into and there was like I know there's lots of them into angels and I'll turn these angels into and I'll go in because I went to a catholic school so heavily like uh, Mm -hmm. all this this stuff going on and I revelations was always something as like a bible study that really intrigued me because it's so warped and (laughs) sorry for if everyone's a super religious person I apologize um (laughs) So much if I oh good like, don't stories, um, or faith or anything like that. Are really, you know. Anyway, so the revelations things is just really got me, and so I would research stuff and research things, and then there was like um, mediums, like uh, psychic people, like talking about what's going to happen in the future, and so and so is going to bring world peace, and then there was like get lost down the rabbit hole of YouTube. And then you go and, oh, like they're going to plant a chip in your hand and you're going to have to do this and it's going to be the mark of the beast and blah, blah, blah. Oh, the mark of the beast is actually WWW and that's the Roman numeral, right, for 666. Six, six. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Conspiracies, man. Everyone's against this. No one yep. loves it. Yep. And, so, and so, you know, like, and so many, like Barack Obama was president at the time. So there's so many videos. Antichrist. Antichrist, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. And he could have been, who knows? Anyway, <laughs> a joke. Um, <laughs> anyway, 
So I went through this stage that I was writing this book. I digress again. I got a, um, remember that anonymous group that were like doing, do you remember them? They had like the, um, oh yeah, the, the, what's his name? The guy who blew up parliament in England. Um, uh, guy Fawkes, think, his name is, his name is oh, Guy yeah. Fawkes. And he's like this, he was like this guy who tried to blow up parliament. And yeah. so, very strange British thing that they do on the 5th of November where they just light off fireworks and they celebrate the fact that they did, he, he tried to, he oh, that he did it. Okay. Yeah, so he got found out. <sighs> the thing is that he got found out. Yeah. And then they celebrate the fact that he didn't blow up Parliament. So basically, okay. it's a celebration for the monarchy because <laughs> he was right. trying to bring down Parliament. He was trying to bring down he the monarchy. Didn't. He was trying to do it like, yeah. Anyway, digress. And so, this group called Anonymous, I found something in my mailbox one day in Benalla, albeit of places. Yeah. Going, going, oh, yeah, so join our group. And I was like, oh, man, everyone's watching me on the internet. Just look up this rubbish. <laughs> I don't know. Once again, if you're a conspiracist, I don't mind. Do your thing. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> and then I was like, well, you know, it's cool. Let's just let's just not do that anymore. Because I, I I didn't I didn't get freaked out by it, but I guess like I don't I don't want to be anyone that's gonna like bring down anything. Because every as the book goes, everything happens as it's supposed to happen, and that sense of Taoism, once again, yeah, is like just just exist and and be a part of that. And so I went down to this these huge rabbit holes of like. Um, and I really wanted to be well-informed and almost believable this story um, that I was creating at the time. So I was like, all right, um, banking families, did all this research on banking families and going right back to like Rothschilds and stuff like that. And like, all this stuff. yeah, I was deep. I was knee deep. That's in this deep. Stuff. What? <laughs> knee deep. And, <laughs> and I was like, so all this stuff, Came about and I was chatting to a friend just the other day. We fell out of contact for a while. She's from Wang. We fell out of contact and I touched base with her just like the, the other week. And she's gone, you know, all that stuff you were saying. She's like, it's so true. And I was like, what? I turned her into a conspiracist about COVID. And in the meantime, I'm going, trust people. Whatever. You know, trust. And this is what Hayley and I spoke about the other day. Just trust people that they got good intentions. The government don't want us to overthrow them because we're the people that support them. Mm. And so my belief, like the reason why I'm like, eh, I'll just get the jab. It is what it is. I, I don't want to, I want to be out with people and I want to make connections. I want to mm. just enjoy my time, no matter how, how long that will be or how short that will be because who knows what's going to happen to you. Yeah. Just go and enjoy it and just be with the people that you love. And if this thing is going to be dividing it. It's got to be a time when we just go. You know what? Let's just be together. Mm. Don't worry about that. Just get over gonna, it. Yeah, it's just going to continue to divide us. And I believe in people's rights, and I believe in people's mm. ability to say no to things. Yeah. You know, take for example, the shit that's going on in. Te- I don't know if I can swear. It's going on in Texas. You know, with all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. Once again, you know it's it's an argument that you still have the right and you should have the right to say no to things. Yeah, exactly. But I don't think that it needs to divide. And I'm really 
I guess disheartened that it has come down that that kind of route because I really agree with you in the sense that mm. I feel that people are kind of getting divided around it. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard for people to, to make these calls. Mm. Say to people, I don't want to hang out with you if you haven't got that chat or. Yeah, it's hurtful too. Like just, you know, we should have our own, we should have a choice. We should have the ability to make our own decision about what goes into our body like whether you choose to or not like it's just should be a choice that we yeah no one's just not gonna get it because they just want to be you know annoying and be against the grain like there's reasons why people can't or won't or yeah so yeah as long as look as long as people make a well-informed decision Mm, exactly yeah. And and there and the evidence, you know, I'm really big on the evidence of why someone wants not to do it mm. is there. I don't don't get into an argument with me. I don't want to argue with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. I don't want to argue with you about whether you should have the jab or not. Do your thing. Everyone's yeah. their own person, you know. Um, exactly. But as I said to you, I don't think it needs to divide people. And I think we just go, okay, that's cool. Um, have you have you been anywhere? that's had COVID before. No? Okay, let's go and get a coffee. Yeah. Let's go and grab a bite to eat outside. Mm. Sit outside. You can sit 1.5 metres away from each other if you like. Yeah, exactly. Like, because that 1.5 is going (laughs) to (laughs) do. Sorry. (laughs) Ah, come on. Uh, It's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, it is what it is. Hopefully, and that's the message. I guess the whole thing about that connection is what the book is there for. And it's yep. there and it and it couldn't have come at a better time, I think. I think we're you know, in in the sense of the book. Yeah. You know, it's so it good. Be, it can be at a time at any time that people have discovered, but I think at the moment it's a nice reminder. It's like Yeah. Peace. Yeah. So good. We could talk forever, but <laughs> you better cut it, I reckon. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, no, do not be sorry. So good. Beautiful. Um, so where can people find you? You've got your website, yeah? Yeah. So got my website, www.jacobgordon.com.au. Yep. Um, where you can buy the book there. Um, the indie bookstore in Ballarat, they're in Ballarat. Yeah, There's beautiful. other bookstores that I want to go to talk to. Really big fan of indie bookstores at the moment. Not a published, like not a proper publisher that's published me, so it's all self-published process. Yeah. So I um, want to go to Geelong because I've lived in Geelong as well. So after I got back and lived in Point Lonsdale, then yep. worked there. So I want to sell it in Geelong. And then, of course, in stores in Warrnambool and Port Ferry. Um, and, of course, in Benalla. Um, if I can get up there as well, Benalla and Wangaratta. So got a lot of friends there and, and connections there, which is really important. Um, and then also looking at bookstores in Bendigo. Oh, um, awesome. Yeah, I was planning to do a um, book signage tour. So just to go and do a little tour in those places yep. where, I've, where I've lived in Victoria. Yep. Um, you know, doing doing one around Benalla and and doing one 
or Benalla or Wang, wherever. Yep. Um, doing one in Bendigo and doing one in Ballarat and doing one in Geelong and, of course, in Warrnambool. Yeah. Uh, it was going to be in September. Um, but. Lockdown. I don't know. How about it's going to go? Far up. Ugh, so, so we'll just, I'll just keep pushing it back and getting in contact with, with places yep. as time goes on um, and find venues. So it was going to be at the Indie Bookstore in Ballarat. Yep. Um, I kind of like the idea of doing it with random places um, yeah. as well. I really want to get the gallery on board because that I think because they sell like kids books and stuff as well. I might see if they can um, sell it there because they have you. yeah, especially because it's an artist as like it's do you know what I mean? Like it's art as well as yeah. So anyway, I'll see if I can get my get them to put it in there yeah that would be so amazing i'd love that yeah and your instagram yeah it's jt gordon jt gordon um g-o-r-d-o-n underscore author author um yeah so you can follow me on there and of course i'll reply to anything that people any questions any chats as you know i love to chit chat clearly sorry for yep. saying Definitely. Um, and then, um, yeah, and even if you just want to, I've got my email connected to my website as well. Yeah. Just any anything, anywhere, just give me a call, give me a shout, give me an email, give me an Instagram message. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I can talk about anything you like and listen. Awesome. And is there anything, are you planning on doing another book or? Yeah, I've got like, so, many, <laughs> so much stuff, you know, Moving, moving a lot has really kind of, and starting again, it's really hard. Yeah. Start from scratch and kind of redefine yourself every time you move. And mm. it's really taxing. The year that, that we got married, um, I moved from England to Germany. Yeah, Germany's a whole new story. I can get into that anytime if you want. I think we'll have to do another. We'll have to do another one. <laughs> Germany, I had a lot of cool stories from Germany and I was only there for three months. Then wow. I moved back from England. So I went England, Germany, moved back from Germany to England and then we moved from England to Australia all yep. in one year. It was a lot. And then yeah. I had to move. In Germany, I lived in a place for a month but then had to move to another place for two months. Wow. Um, yeah. Moving into moving into. Haley's parents' place was a big move as well. Like so, we moved when I moved back from Germany. Moved into Haley's parents' place, oh. and then we got married. Wow! And then we came back um, to Australia, and then of course we moved to last at the end of last year to Warrnambool. Yeah, in Point Lonnie. Awesome. Yeah. So lots of moving. Um. So it's about the the other book that I've got is about reconnecting. Yeah. Reconnection. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and of course, I've got something else in the works as well about individuality and creativity. Awesome. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I really like it. So. <laughs> but that, like, once again, it's one of those things where you share someone with someone and you go, oh. Yeah, you have to do it. <laughs> well, yeah. well, this one as well, I, I was looking at another artist and a, someone I went to university with. And I really yep. love that is looking at someone else's art and going, there's a story there 
mm-hmm. I want to tell, and I hope it's yeah. the story that you want to tell. Um, and but I'm trying to build up the courage to send it to her and say, like, even though I know her, yeah, you know, she's busy being an artist, and I don't want to just be like, "Here's this thing. Here's another piece of work, work that I've done based on your artwork. Can you do something?" Because that's that's daunting. I think it will be. Yeah, but we'll just patience. Let it all unfurl. Yeah. So awesome. So awesome. All right. Thank you so much for being vulnerable with me and my audience. And yeah, just huge shout out to you for such an amazing piece of work. And yeah, kudos to you. That's amazing by putting that out there. And yeah super super love so good thank you so much for the time and and thank you for being you and I really appreciate your strength and who you are and um yeah whenever you want to holler and we can have another chat go for it definitely Um, it's not on the podcast it's giving you a buzz and I can tell you random stories about rubbish and um I love you (laughs) (laughs) well thanks so much Catherine I really appreciate it no thank you thank you for taking the time and yeah sharing is really awesome so yeah hopefully you get heaps more books out of it <laughs> it's not the me- it's just the message that's what it's the doing. message it's definitely the message for sure like hopefully people read it and hopefully people enjoy it and yep um and get in contact with me yeah talking about it and what it means to them because that's as i said that's the best currency yeah definitely awesome all right well thank you again and have a great night and yeah we'll talk again soon no worries see you later see ya and that was jacob gordon how inspirational oh my god so good (laughs) um yeah just big huge thank you to uh jacob for doing this interview conversation um yeah amazing so amazing and yeah so inspirational and yeah it's just a huge um thing that you know just had this thing in his heart and yeah just went and did it so just hats off to him so amazing so yeah so if you guys didn't get the details um they'll be in the show notes so uh for those of you who are interested such an amazing book I've got a copy here and I'm gonna send a copy out to my nieces and nephews um the little bobby ones and um for one of my best friends' um, babies as well because it's just such a beautiful book and, yeah, with such an amazing message. So uh, connection, what we all need right now in this time of lockdown and, yeah, just the way the world is at the moment. So, yeah, a big, huge message, amazing message. So, yeah, amazing. (laughs) All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and, I hope you get something out of today's episode and if you do, please share it, um, like, subscribe, all the things, um, share it with a friend, share it with family, share it on your socials, do all the things, um, yeah, all the things, guys. 
And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in again. And we will see you next week. Peace and love, guys. Bye.